0: This episode contains graphic content. Listener discretion is highly advised. Hey, what's up? Welcome to What the Actual F. My name is Harmony, and as always, I'll be the voice that guides you through this. And if you're new here, you're probably wondering what exactly do I guide you through? Well, usually, what I like to tell you guys about is some of the most fucked up shit that I can find. And lately, I have been stuck on conspiracies, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But I'm not going to be talking about your regular, everyday, run-of-the-mill conspiracies. No, we're not going to be talking about Flat Earth or Reptilians or the Illuminati. Instead, we're going to be going through some conspiracies that supposedly, as you rise up the ranks can kill you. However, I don't really believe this is the case because if you tuned in last week, you know that I went through some of these conspiracies and we jumped into a tier six and I didn't even do so much as stub my toe. So I don't really feel like I'm in danger. And if I am, well, you know what they say about Batgirls, right? (laughs) I don't actually think they say anything about Batgirls, so... Let's move along. And just for the record, in case anyone out there is wondering, I'm not a bad girl, unless unless you count being bad at like everything, because then I'm your girl. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready! I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. So last week, if you tuned in, you know about this whole conspiracy list that I found that has from tier 1 to tier 10. And I don't know about you, but I genuinely really love looking into conspiracy theories. I don't know why. They really, really intrigue me. I've also just really been into really fucked up shit my whole life. I like looking into things that may or may not be possible. Like, I'm the girl that still believes magic could be real. I don't need anyone emailing me saying, It's all fake. (laughs) Don't ruin my happiness. I am a grown adult that needs to cling on to something. And that's magic for me, okay? You're a wizard, Harry. So this very first theory that we're going to be talking about today is a tier three conspiracy. But I really feel weird saying the word conspiracy because this is a very real thing. You're probably sitting there like, okay, if it's real, then why the fuck is it considered a conspiracy? That's not the conspiracy. The conspiracy is that you, me, anybody can have this. And the more terrifying part of that is, we might not know until it's far too late. Anyone, having ever been pregnant or ever lived with a pregnant woman, may have heard about the importance of gently disposing of the family cat, then gathering its remains, wearing a hazmat suit of course, in a tin box and launching it from Cape Canaveral into the nearest black hole. Failing to do so may result in the pregnant woman's gazer-like miscarriage, or in a hideously deformed baby, which later would only be fit to act as a bell ringer. And all this on account of toxoplasmosis. Besides being an absolutely fun word to say, toxoplasmosis, toxoplasmosis, toxoplasmosis. It literally sounds like a supervillain that has like radioactive powers. I don't know. I'm toxoplasmosis. That noise, by the way, was like, I'm imagining green radioactive radiation. I don't know, but like, (sighs) I'm gonna continue on before I lose all of my audience. Okay, so now toxoplasmosis, I'm gonna be serious. (gasps) Toxoplasmosis is a parasite. Okay, wait a second, that's actually kind of confusing. Toxoplasmosis itself is an actual disease, but it's caused by the toxoplasma gondii parasite. I'm gonna give you a rundown of just what toxoplasmosis is. And then I'm gonna tell you the most terrifying aspect of this conspiracy. Because as you're hearing, toxoplasmosis is real. Actually, you know what? We're not gonna wait till the end to tell you the terrifying part of this theory because I want you to hear what toxoplasmosis is and think about why this is so terrifying. Because the whole aspect of this theory and why it's so fucking scary is because you, me, your aunt, your uncle, your mommy, your daddy, your sister, your brother, the neighbor, four houses down, might all have it. Oh yeah, I'm not just saying that to put a little bit of a fear in you. I'm being dead ass for real. So hold on to your butts because you're going to get scared that you have a parasite crawling around in you right now. Oh, also, fun fact, if hearing the thought that you might have a parasite made you a little squeamish, I'm about to ruin your day because there's about a 99% chance that you already have some sort of parasite. Your body, in all actuality, is simply just a host for smaller organisms. So when you're feeling worthless, just remember that you are the home for something really creepy, and it needs you. Look at you. Look at you being a provider. Mwah. I'm so proud of you. I'm oh, sorry, guys. I'm in a rare mood today. I'm in a good mood. Let's continue with this terrifying disease and theory. Ruin my good mood real fast. Now, much like Gen Z says, you might have ice in your veins and have a very cold, callous heart because the world is so dark and I hate it, I'm so emo. Anyways, Toxoplasmosis thrives in your warm blood, contrary to the fact that you might feel like you are cold as ice, baby, but you're not. So they live all up in your good, warm, gooey, little red fluid. Why am I going so intense with this? Yours cold as ice. So what the fuck is toxoplasmosis and why is it so scary? Toxoplasma gondii is a single-celled parasitic organism. It is a single-celled organism. Why why was that so hard to say? By the way guys, if you haven't figured it out, I'm going to start leaving some of my stuff in here because hey, if you don't like talking in a podcast, please again go watch tv go go have your mind distracted by sights. i apologize that i talk too much and i get distracted but guess what this is my podcast you're welcome this infection organism is only excreted in cat feces however this can be wild or domestic cats and they are the parasite's ultimate host hearing that you're probably thinking and why, why, why are you saying that we could have it harmony if it's only found in cat shit? Now, this is not like normal things that are contagious. You cannot catch toxoplasmosis from somebody who is infected. However, you still can become infected if you come into contact for some reason with any sort of cat poop. Oh, Tino, thank you, thank you for letting me come in here. I'm glad I can still get a good meal. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Here you are, Mr. Burgundy. Chef made this special for you. You eat that for the way you talk about my city. I will not eat that. You are going to eat that cat poop. I will not eat cat poop. You will eat cat poop. Ron Burgundy says no. You make a fool of me and everyone here. You put that cat poop in your mouth. No. Yes. No. See. I will not eat cat poop. You will do it immediately. No. You will. Fine, I'll try to eat one get in there if I take one bite will you get me a steak yes oh okay listen this is a straight up for real warning about this infection um you may accidentally ingest the parasite if you touch your mouth after gardening cleaning a litter box or touching anything that has come in contact with infected cat feces and yeah if you heard that I said gardening it's not like you can't catch it in any other area besides cat shit, and that's why it's so fucking terrifying. Because in case you didn't realize it, cat's anuses touch a whole lot of stuff. I cannot believe I just said the word cat anus. What the fuck? Okay, let's continue. Um, Cats who hunt or are fed raw meat are even more likely to harbor this infectious parasite. So if you happen to be a listener of mine that has a lion, tiger, but not a bear, <laughs> oh my, Uh, you might be even more predisposed because of the fact that you need to give that animal a raw meat diet. Now, for a lot of you who are thinking, listen, I don't even own a cat. Guess what? You can still have this fucking parasite. Cats are just like the main, like they're the main carriers, they're the main host. And it is mainly passed through their poop. Like when you're cleaning a litter box, you can absolutely come in contact with this. And again, as we stated, if they happen to have had their butts on certain surfaces, you may as well. Might think twice about how cute your cat looks when they're sleeping on your pillow. At least after this, you might. Now, besides cat poop, you can catch it other ways. You can eat or drink contaminated food or water. This is mostly in like lamb, pork, and venison. They're especially likely to be infected. I'm so glad right now that I'm a Piscatarian, but, but I haven't been my whole life, so like I definitely could be exposed. A fun little fact, too, is anything that's unpasteurized dairy could also carry this parasite. If you live in the United States, I do want to let you know it is very unlikely that your water is contaminated. I can't speak for anywhere else. I can only tell you about the U.S. because that's what I found. Now, this parasite can also stay to surfaces, as I said, so if you have a contaminated knife, a cutting board, or any other utensil. I know I don't have to say this, but there are reasons why you should never use any utensil that has touched raw meat after it's been there. And this is one of those reasons, because anything that has touched raw meat, especially as I stated, mostly like red meat and darker meats, you are more than likely to have this parasite on that surface. So always be safe and wash any utensil that has touched anything that had raw meat. But also, on your produce, you need to wash it and rinse it. I know you guys hear that because of like bugs and stuff, but no, it's not just that. There are parasites that live on that shit, and this is one of them. Now, I did say you cannot catch toxoplasmosis from somebody who is infected. However, you can if you are given blood or an organ from them. And that's the thing. This fucking parasite is near impossible to know that you have it. So when a person becomes infected, the parasite forms a cyst that can affect almost any part of the body. And that's often, though, your brain, muscle tissue, and some of the different organs around your body, including your heart. heart. Anyone who is generally healthy, your immune system can keep these parasites in check. They will remain in your body in an inactive state, so just because you have it doesn't mean that it's controlling you. This parasite remaining inactive and your strong immune system kicking its ass, keeping that motherfucker down, is providing you with a lifelong immunity so that you cannot become infected with the parasite ever again. However, if your immune system is weakened, by the disease or any certain medications, or if you already have a bad immune system like me, hello, how you doing, what's up, I have a shit immune system, then the infection can be reactivated. And this can lead to some of the most terrifying complications. Let's run down what you might experience if you have this parasite. Before I continue telling you the symptoms, I need to say one thing that makes this theory so fucking scary. There is a 100% chance that somebody listening to this podcast right now is infected with this parasite. And you don't even know if that could be you. Fuck, I don't even know if that could be me. I'm scaring myself from this podcast. So most healthy people that are infected with toxoplasmosis have no signs and no symptoms. They aren't even aware that they're infected. Some others, however, develop signs and symptoms similar to those of the flu. Yay, more flu-like symptoms with diseases. I didn't get enough of that with fucking COVID. And for anyone that doesn't know what the flu feels like or COVID, it is body aches. It's swollen lymph nodes, headaches, fever, fatigue. You just feel like a battery-operated toy that doesn't actually have any more battery life. By the way, those are not the only symptoms, those are simply the symptoms for people that are healthy with strong immune systems that happen to have a reaction to the parasite. Anyone who has a weakened immune system has received chemotherapy, has received an organ transplant, any previous toxoplasma infection. In those cases, you can develop more severe signs and symptoms of the infection. If this is your case, you'd experience headaches, confusion, poor coordination, possible seizures, lung problems that may resemble tuberculosis, or even pneumonia, and blurred vision that's caused by severe inflammation in your retinas. These motherfuckers get in your eyes! eyes Toxoplasmosis is considered to be the leading cause of death attributed to foodborne illnesses in the United States. More than 40 million men women and children in the US carry the toxoplasma parasite. But as I said, very few have any symptoms because their immune system keeps this motherfucker in check. Yet, as I said, mostly people with a weakened immune system and pregnant women are at extreme risk for this. So right now, if you're wondering if you have it, I can't tell you that, only you would possibly know, and if you think you could, you should probably go talk to a doctor. However, if you're healthy, you're probably not going to have any idea that you have this parasite, and it's going to go away on its own. If you're pregnant, that's not the case. If you have a weakened immune system, that's not the case either. In healthy people, you'll be given a combination of medication that will kill the parasite obviously if it bothers you. With pregnant women, newborns and infants, they can't really just do that. So you are given something they're treated to like treat the parasite, although it's not eliminated completely. The parasite can remain within tissue cells in a less active phase. This will make it extremely difficult for the medication to completely eliminate it. And for anyone with a compromised immune system, they will need to be treated until they have any improvement in the conditions and even necessary that sometimes they continue medication for the rest of their lives. Now, before you go and run and get rid of your cat, you're most likely handling everything safely. Just please, for the love of God, clean your litter boxes. If your house smells like a litter box, my love, I'm not trying to hurt you. But there's a chance that you have a parasite floating around everywhere. Okay, it's not floating, but there's just a really high chance that you're probably infected. So just clean that motherfucker. I'm always saying that because I love you and I don't want some little parasite controlling you. I like you how you are. I'm not saying you can't have a parasite because as I said, you do. But you don't want this one. This is a bad guy. This is like the neighbor upstairs that won't shut the fuck up. You want them gone. So what does being an upstairs neighbor mean to you? Uh... It means we make sound. People think of neighborly noise as a nuisance, but we think of it as an art form. We want the sounds to be different, but completely unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like bowling balls. That, that can't be what it is, but that's what it sounds like. It sounds like bowling balls. Is it a bowling ball? Is it a metal barrel? You never know because sometimes we get metal barrels. (laughs) You knew we were twisted though. (laughs) And now a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the most skipped content out there, the sponsor break. Before you decide to hit that skip forward button, if you could wait and just let me tell you about these sponsors, I'd appreciate it. Because in order to continue to create podcasts for you, I've got to pay my bills. And these sponsors make that possible. First up is the amazing Doom and Groom. I cannot stress enough how much I love their products. I love their products so much that I don't only just use them, everyone in my house uses them, and I even got some of my friends to start using them. So what are these products? Hold on, let me tell you. These products are all oils, balms, butters, and pomades that are great from like head to your little toesies, or like big toes, I don't know what your toes look like. Please don't send me your feet, thank you. And hey, even if your skin is glowing and amazing, that's fantastic, it's not always gonna stay that way, so you should check this stuff out. And if you have tattoos on your skin, I really recommend it because this stuff makes them pop. Doesn't even matter the age. All of their products are unisex, dye-free, chemical-free, plastic-free, and organic. Go check them out at doomandgroom.net. And while you're there, if you find something you'd like to get, Go ahead and use the code HARMONYDoom and you'll get 10% off of your purchase. And if you want to smell like me, buy the Succubus. It smells like vanilla and it's so delicious! I recommend the Succubus, which has a wonderful vanilla hint, or Demise, which smells like coffee and nutmeg. Again, go check them out at doomandgroom.net and use the code Doom to get 10% off of your purchase. But wait! There's more! Hang on to your seat, baby, because this one's a screamer. Now I'd like to tell you all about Fiji Tree of Life. Fiji Tree of Life is a veteran-based company with the main concern of responsible cannabis distribution and cultivation. Head on over to FijiTreeOfLife.com and check out all of the amazing products they have to offer. There you'll find CBD flower and infused products. And I'm sure by now many of you have heard all about Delta 8 over on fiji tree of life you will be met with all of our delta 8 products including flower and edibles let me tell you about a little mother's day promotion they are doing for a delta 8 edible gift box surprise your mother or significant other with the best mother's day gift this year i only say that because i really love their delta 8 products and i'm a mother or Buy it for yourself because it's a really great deal. In this box, you will receive a 20-pack of the Delta-8 25-milligram THC gummies, a 10-milligram infused medium roast coffee, lavender CBD bath dust, 8-ounce raspberry vanilla pure CBD 400-milligram lotion, and so much more. Head on over to FijiTreeOfLife.com and check out this Mother's Day box and all of the other products that they offer. And if you find yourself buying something, use the code HARMONY for 10% off. Now back to the show. Here's another tier 3 conspiracy theory for you. But for this one, we have to go to the ocean. Oh shit! Get your towels ready, it's about to go down! Everybody in the place in the fucking deck! But stay on your motherfucking... This. Let's go. sailing boat. Now though jumping on a boat and going out to sea might sound like a blast, but our trip on the ocean today is a little bit more ill-fated. Ooh. Late in the evening on April 14th, 1912, the RMS Titanic hit an iceberg and sank into the icy waters of the North Atlantic. This killed 1,517 of the 2,023 passengers and crew that were aboard the ship. Now, you may obviously know all about the Titanic, especially if you've ever seen James Cameron's massive blockbuster hit. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls, wearing this. All right. Wearing only this. Due to this seemingly random and tragic disaster, people over the past century have told stories of ominous signs of bad luck that were supposedly ignored beforehand, or even spun some of the most elaborate and crazy conspiracy theories. Which brings us to this one, the Titanic never sank. We all know that the love story between Rose and Jack was just added filler to the actual event of what happened on that night. But what if the whole thing is all fictional? Okay, it's not fictional. A boat did sink. But what if it wasn't the Titanic? And what if it was all done for insurance fraud? This would be the most popular theory when it comes to conspiracies about the event that happened to the Titanic. Oh, by the way, there's multiple theories about the Titanic and what really happened. This one just happens to be the most popular and heavily believed. This theory basically states that someone switched the Titanic with another white star Line ship, the RMS Olympic. However, the vice president and curator Paul Burns of the Titanic Museum Attractions in Missouri and Tennessee states that this doesn't make any sense. So let's run through it and you and I can decide if this one is believable or not. Now the theory starts with the fact that the Olympic was damaged while sailing from Southampton, England to New York in September 1911. This caused it to return to Harland and Wolfe shipping yard in Belfast for repairs. The company then repaired the Olympic and sailed to New York and back. It returned to Belfast for more repairs in March of 1912. This was just a few weeks before the Titanic would set sail. (laughs) I can see the Statue of Liberty already. Very small, of course. I'm the king of the world! Oh, wow! At this point, the White Star Line just could not afford its legal bills and pay for the repairing costs of the Olympic. This meant that they had to come up with a way to claim back not only the money that they would have missed out due to the Olympic not being in service, you know, whole loss of revenue and stuff, but also the money that they couldn't claim back from the incident. So this is when the evil plan was devised. (laughs) The plan was simple switch the Olympic with her sister ship the Titanic and sink it to claim compensation. It's not like anyone would be able to tell they swap ships except for the people in charge. And those people are J.P. Morgan and Thomas Andrews and a few other, but they're the leaders supposedly. Oh yeah, that J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan Chase is a global company that has 260,000 employees and 40,000 technologists strong. If you looked at the ships when they were sitting beside each other, you would not know which one was which unless you looked at the nameplates on both ships. As soon as they agreed that this was a phenomenal idea, they decided it was time to give the Olympic a makeover. It may have looked like its sister ship, but the inside definitely didn't. They changed some little details inside of the Olympic, including the flooring, which originally was tile and had to be carpeted. Not to mention, the Titanic had never been sailed before, so why would this ship have footprints and foot traffic everywhere and stains from spilled drinks? Good thinking, my evil villains. Good thinking, you gotta clean up the evidence. Other parts of the ship would have been changed as well. For example, taking out columns B deck from the actual Titanic and replace them with the Olympics promenade to make the switch to that more believable. It could be promenade. I don't know. I'm not a boater. I'm, I don't really like the ocean. I'm terrified of what's in the water, so you won't catch me on a cruise. Plus, like, people go missing from that ship all the time. Hello, Disney. I'm looking at you. There is one thing, however, that allows people to tell the difference between the two ships, and those are the portholes on the sea deck. When the Titanic was pictured while being built, it had 14 evenly spaced portholes, but when it left Southampton on that doomed voyage on April 10th, 1912, it had 16 unevenly spaced portholes. I don't see what all the fuss is about. It doesn't look any bigger than the Mauritania. You can be blase about some things, Rose, but not about Titanic. It's over 100 feet longer than Mauritania. And far more luxurious. Your daughter is far too difficult to impress, Ruth. So this is the ship they say is unsinkable. It is unsinkable. God himself could not sink this ship. What? Now this is not the only piece of evidence that can back up this theory. There are also people who had built the Titanic back in the shipyard Harland and Wolfe in Belfast that over the years had come out and said that the two ships were in fact actually swapped. And they continued by stating that if they told anyone, White Star Lines told them that it would basically be the last job that they ever did. You know, threatening to blacklist them. And without anything like the internet or ways to share this kind of thing happening, you know, evil doings going on, you couldn't get the word out and that meant your business, well, it would sink. Pardon the pun. So obviously, they had to stay quiet. But... It seems that they didn't because the families of the people who built the ship know all about this scam. One of the people who claims that the two ships were in fact switched is Patty Fenton. And that would be spelled P-A-D-D-Y. Why? Because that's how he spells it. His real name is James A. Fenton, a.k.a. Patty the Pig. A man in Australia sent a letter to the Northern Star newspaper on July 31st, 1996, which talked all about a conversation that his son had with, well, our guy Patty here. Let me tell you a little excerpt from that letter. Quote, when the surviving crew got to port, they were all taken aside and met by two men, one in a high position in the company. The other was in a very high position in the government. The government man read the crew the official Secrets Act, explaining that if they told the real reason for the sinking or the rumors of an insurance scam, they would serve a minimum of 20 years in jail and would never get a job when they got out. Okay, a conversation and some windows don't convince you? Well, there's even more evidence to back up this theory. And that comes in the form of J.P. Morgan and 50 other first-class passengers. J.P. Morgan was amongst many who canceled his trip at the last minute because of, quote, ill health. When in actual fact, he had been spotted in France just two days later and appeared to be, well, perfectly fucking fine. Another person who was supposed to be involved in this whole scheme was J. Bruce Ismay, and his wife Julia and their children also canceled due to his wife's, quote, bad health. However, wouldn't you know, they were spotted motoring out on a holiday in Wales. I don't know about you, but when I'm sick, I'm not out having a good time. I'm in bed crying like a little bitch. Here's another little tidbit about J.P. Morgan. He had seven valuable bronze statues removed just one hour before the quote Titanic left Southampton. This situation leads so many people to believe that they both knew all about what was going to happen to the ship. Especially after J.P. Morgan had publicly spoke to the country and certified that he would definitely be aboard that ship when it took its sail. Something else that's unusual is that when the supposed Olympic was taken out of service in 1935, it had to be stripped down and part of the wood paneling and other parts, including the aft first class staircase, was taken and used in the White Swan Hotel. This is in Onwick, UK. I hope I said that right. The paneling used shows numbers on the frame that says 401. This is important because this is the number that was given to the Titanic when it was being built in Belfast, Ireland. This is important because if the paneling had been from the Olympic as it's supposed to be, the number would have been 400, not 401. Another thing is when you look at anything that had to do with advertising of the Titanic and the White Star Line for that matter, the ship that is used is always the Olympic and its interior is the same as well this is what they used in everything for pictures was that to make it a little bit more believable or is it just a coincidence so what do you think does this prove that the Titanic is not the boat that sank and it was in fact the Olympic I'll never let go I promise bitch had enough room on that door for both of them Sorry, (laughs) that part always pissed me off. I'll never let go, Jack. Rose, you wouldn't have had to let him fucking go if you would have scoot your ass over. (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm not salty about that. Okay, let's go ahead and jump to a tier six conspiracy. Who here likes honey? I do. I love the stuff. It's so fucking good. But what if I told you that there's a honey out there that sells for $60 a pound on the black market? Okay, we're gonna get a little bit technical here. And also, I'm gonna say this right now. I cannot say the flower that is talked about in this whole breakdown. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say right now, this is called the raw data drawn flower. And um that's the only time you're gonna hear me try to say it. Otherwise, I'm gonna refer to it as weird flowers. So for the technical aspect here, is when bees feed on the pollen of these weird flowers, the resulting honey can pack a very hallucinogenic punch. And this is known as mad honey. It has a slightly bitter taste and a very reddish color. More notably, the types of those weird flowers contain a grayon toxin which can cause dramatic psychological reactions in humans and animals. Depending on how much a person consumes, reactions can range from hallucinations and a slower heartbeat to temporary paralysis and unconsciousness. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. There have been no modern deaths that have recorded from Mad Honey, but as those weird flowers flourish at high altitudes and as bees often nest on sheer cliffs, gathering the honey may be more dangerous than consuming it. In Nepal, honey hunters make dangerous vertical climbs, all while enduring stings from enormous bees just to harvest this mad honey. So what's the harm? It's just honey that gets you high. It's not like we know of it killing anybody. The thing is, is eating the honey can be a very unpleasant venture. One of the earliest accounts of Mad Honey, which comes from Xenophon of Athens, I'm fucking sure I said that wrong, a student of Socrates describes a company of Greek soldiers in 401 B.C. These soldiers were passing through Turkey, and after eating honey they had stolen from beehives along this route, they vomited and had severe diarrhea. But the symptoms didn't stop there. It wasn't just food poisoning. They also became very disoriented and could no longer even stand but as recounted by von bryant a honey expert what how do you become a honey expert like i love honey can i apply i volunteer right now to anyone that has a job hook a girl up so von bryant who is an anthropology professor also states that they were fine the next day so it's not exactly fatal You know you're probably gonna get high you're gonna feel a little funky but it might fucking be the worst experience of your life at the same time but hey you're gonna come out of it it's kind of like a it's kind of like a breakup it's gonna fucking suck asshole but you're gonna be fine I mean you're probably gonna pray the whole fucking time you're gonna be okay but don't worry you're gonna be fine now you can avoid experiencing the bad side effects Consumers nowadays state that you only experience that bad side of it if you ingest too much of the mad honey. In 69 BC, it was recorded that Pompey the Great's army fell victim to literal honey trap in the same region. Local forces placed honey along the marching route and then swooped in to massacre all of those intoxicated soldiers these poor soldiers were like shitting in their pants vomiting their asses off and pompey's army is like you shouldn't have eaten it motherfucker and just came and well killed every last one of them so that just leaves me wondering how good is this honey because they had to eat a lot to be that wrecked honey honey honey, 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 honey everything is honey everywhere i see everything is honey and that's quite all right with me okay but like i don't actually know what the conspiracy theory is in this one because it it exists like mad honey is a very real thing it even has non-culinary uses turkey and nepal are the epicenters of mad honey that is where most of the production is done. They have traditionally captivated the honey as medicine. Surprisingly, it has a very odd range of uses. For one, you can relieve your hypertension with a little bit of mad honey. Hey, are you feeling down? You need a little bit of energy? You don't have a lot of pep in your step? Take a little bit of mad honey. And I got one for you men out there. you little guy having a hard time standing at full attention. Well, you can use Mad Honey instead of taking Viagra. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? Really? Yes, I do. Um, I'm sorry, it's the, it's the pleats. It's, a, it's actually an optical illusion, it's the pattern on the pants. The, it's not fl- flattering in the, the crotchal region. As a result, Mad Honey ranks among the most expensive honeys in the world, selling for between 60 to $80 a pound on the black market in some Asian countries, several of which have very, very strict anti-drug laws. If you're curious about this, Mad Honey can be purchased in the regions of Nepal and Turkey where it's produced, typically from the beekeepers themselves. You can also buy some online. So I guess this isn't really a theory, but if you ever try it out, let me know if it makes you hallucinate. And if I ever feel like dropping that kind of money on honey, maybe I'll let you guys know what it does for me. I have the weirdest phone right now. Mm -hmm. Without making this podcast too much longer, I feel like we should stop right there this week. Hey, if you enjoyed this, stick around for next week because we're going to continue this series going through all of these theories. I am 100% intrigued. And hey, <laughs> if I'm going to be digging around and getting into creepy stuff with all of this proof, can you come with me? Because I'm scared. What can I willow mm-hmm. There's nothing to wear. Did you guys hear that? I'm scared. I don't know what was that, guys. And I didn't do that. I'm scared. I'd love to know if you guys think these theories are believable. And are you curious about Mad Honey? Like, do you want to try it? Because I kind of do. But I also do not want to be stuck crying in my bathroom because I cannot stop shitting and vomiting. Yes, guys, women poop. Sorry to burst your bubble. I mean, it's not like normal poop, obviously. It's, it's roses and it smells like perfume. <laughs> Duh. We also have unicorns that play a little harp for us while we're pooping. It's really great. Would you be willing to spend 60 to $80 in hopes that you don't have the worst feeling of your life for a day and see if you feel that hallucination and high? Alright, what about the Titanic? Do you actually believe that the Olympic and the Titanic were switched all for some bizarre insurance scam? I only say bizarre because they had to take into account that so many people were going to die. That makes it bizarre to me, I can't wrap my head around it, but at the same time, I do know that power and greed, well they're a very real thing. And in that light, most of the time to the people that are very greedy and powerful, life doesn't fucking matter as long as they got cha-ching, cha-ching. I mean, obviously their life matters, which is why, you know, J.P. Morgan and his buddies didn't go on the ship. But again, does that theory hold any water? <laughs> That's right, guys. My jokes are bad. And this brings me to the final one that I just want to mention one last time before I say goodbye. One of us, or possibly many of us right now, has toxoplasmosis you got a little buddy right there inside of you so all warm and safe and pleasant and homey Fung shuiing the shit out of your body cozy i think i'm gonna like it here all right guys have an incredible week and i will talk to you on the next episode of what the actual f Are you ready to sing goodbye i am okay cool yeah. <laughs> until we meet again i say so long farewell to you my friends goodbye for now until we meet